Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Good. Uh, uh, why good evening? Is it definitely the evening for these people listening? I think these people generally listen in the evening, don't you? I like to They've think got of them busy, listening. Busy day jobs. That's right. They're all high class professionals. Yeah, they're clearly too busy ever to feed back anything to us. Um, That's right, far too busy. Full four responses to our uh, interview with somebody who runs probably the most popular blog in the world. (laughs) Four people, well, two people responded, I think, and talked amongst themselves. It's great, isn't it? It's lovely. Our listeners are so giving. But then I said to you, how many times have you written to Adam and Joe or, or Collins and Heron? I think but you just don't think of it, do you? Nick just tried to hold my hand, everybody. I did again, the like, second time. So exciting. Um, no, don't get married, you, Last time you did hold my hand. Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is all about? Yeah. Oh. Um, no, yeah, like, I think you meant to have between 1 and 5% of your audience are meant to respond. And I, that's not true for us. No. It's about 0001 Lovely people. Why do we want them to respond, though? Let's analyse. It's more than that. I thought it was gratification, but I think, actually, I'd quite like to know what people think so that we can maybe do it better. Um, I don't know if I care about that. But no. obviously you do. I do care. But you, you're so... You're so um, paranoid about the programme anyway, though. So every <laughs> programme. The, 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 what is it, then? The, um, it's programmed the series the uh, the episodes mm. that every week you declare to me before listening that we shouldn't have put it out because it's so bad no but there are problems that I detect yeah but you don't know you only detect them before you've listened yes and then after you've listened there are no problems yes correct I I, I actually uh, most of the time I don't listen you you do listen to them through I listen to them t- in order to write up yeah. the thing I sometimes will listen to them. I thought you did listen to them. I thought you did because I don't. I don't. I kind of when I do that write up, sometimes I can't bear to listen to it, so I just skip mm. through and pick out salient points. No, I listen to. I can't bear to listen to them immediately, but I'm right. happy to listen to them six months to a year okay. later. Once, once that you is dead. Once that me is dead, and I'm listening to somebody else, mm-hmm. and it is, as I've said before, an interesting experience to be alienated from your your earlier self. Right. Sometimes you think, "Who is this idiot?" And sometimes you think, "That idiot's a lot cleverer than I am." <laughs> Both of which are unsettling uh-huh. things to be feeling. Do you ever think that you're funnier than you realised or less funny than you think you are? Yes, and I sometimes worry about that. Tell us a joke. No, I can't Go do on. jokes. You know Tell I us can't. one joke. You're the joke meister. Yes, I'm the joke smith. Do a joke. No, because I think I've said all the obvious jokes that I ever always go my default. You know, if you say tell a joke, I've got some defaults. I think I've said them all on the podcast. Mm. You probably have. What's red and invisible? You probably said this one and I can't remember. No tomatoes. That's a good default. The problem was there was a radio series of sketch programmes called No Tomatoes. Really? Mm. I don't remember that. It was only ever broadcast on Radio 7 or oh, really? Radio 4 Extras and I was, I was actually quite good. Do you think it was in reference to that joke? Yes, of course it was. No, I've never heard the joke Why do you think it would be called it? No Tomatoes otherwise? Well, I agree, but I've never heard anyone else you tell that joke Idiot. apart from the person who told it to me, Schmuck. so... Schmendrick. Yeah. Schmerl. Bring out all your your Yiddish insults, come on. Racist. Uh, (laughs) What's the topic today, John? Oh, the topic is... Episode um, 77 deserves a mighty topic. 1977, the year I was born. Deserves a mighty topic. Now people are going to steal your identity. That's right, with that data. (laughs) Because they couldn't have worked that out from knowing how old I am. Go on, Give, give, give give, give the topic. The topic is, is another... Washed, yet another is yet another washed out rainy British summer 
the final nail in the coffin of the global warming conspiracy. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I need? What do you need? I need a little bit of rum. Do you need it or do you want it? I need it. If I don't have it, I'll be biochemically unstable. <laughs> Is that correct? Gosh, that's awful. I'll turn into a puddle of gremlin. It's warming up in here, isn't it? You were complaining it was too warm and it wasn't, but now it's getting too warm. And you know what you're like with warmth? I hate warmth. I go into shutdown mode. Mm. Shall I take it out of, the, out of its leather? We're going it's back a to traditional, old, yes, old it's, faithful. It's, it's in a leather sheath and I think it's the best overall rum we've had. We've always maintained it's a tie between this and the honey rum. Yes, depending on what one feels like. Ampero, anniversario. How are you pronouncing it earlier? Anniversario. But who is who is the... It's, it's Juan... What is it? It's... Oh yes, Ron Añejo. Now, I need to give update about my spaz, spazzed up voice. Oh yes, it is still a bit croaky, isn't it? And I'm allowed to say spazzed up because it is... It is I who who um. Is that right? You're the spazzed. <laughs> so I, I get to reclaim the word now that I it's am caused, disabled. It's caused by a spasm in your throat, and that's how come you're allowed to say. Well, not it. So you know, a few months ago, I went and had something shoved up my nose and stuck down my throat without any warning. I do remember this. Went yes. back to have it checked. This time. This is uh, recently. You went back to have it checked. A couple of days ago. Because you time, missed your appointment, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, this is a new one, yeah. was it? This time, I was warned. And they also sprayed some um, anaesthetic down my throat, not my nose, which is nice. And they didn't do that last time. Oh, no? It was a nicer doctor, one who was... Good. One who, who was vaguely who, interested in who, your who, who isn't evil. In your so, ways. So he stuck it down. He says, he said, oh, no, speech therapy and all the other things isn't going to help with this one because it's right in the particular part of the flaps which constantly vibrate. So you're going to have to have an operation. Under general anaesthetic. How exciting! And somebody's going to take a knife to your throat yes. and slice bits out of your vocal cord. Good. So, was it? Do so you have a polyp on the vocal cord or something? We'll call it a nodule, not a polyp. A nodule. Do you not like the word polyp? No, because polyp usually suggests it's definitely cancerous, which is. Whereas a nodule can just be a polyp doesn't mean cancer. A nodule can just be a happy little ball of fun. <laughs> but let's be honest, it's probably cancer. Yeah. So. So the, that doesn't worry me so much as the general anaesthetic. As I've said before, I don't like... Have you ever had a, a GA? Once when I was very familiar, people call them. Once when I was very young and I didn't want it and I was you angry about it. You didn't want it? How old were you? Seven, I said before, and I was very angry about it. And what was that for? I've forgotten. I don't remember anything to, 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 to do a... <laughs> <laughs> to do a bone biopsy to see whether I did have... Um, Leukemia, which I did, unfortunately. That's good news. It was just an allergic reaction to some medicine. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness, I just drank some of this and my throat's on actual fire. It is lovely, though, isn't it? <laughs> it mm. is, but it seems to have done something awful to my esophagus. What would you think if somebody had to stick a knife down your throat and cut a bit off it under GA? Um, are they going down your throat or through your throat? Are, you gonna have a, are they going to cut a hole in the front of your no. neck? No. Well, I hope no. Apparently not. They'll just. I said, "What's the most common problem with this operation?" So the most mm-hmm. common problem is they chip your teeth. So oh, they okay. put some metal stuff in your mouth to hold everything in place. Right. And as oh, you're going to have a sore jaw the next day. That's going to hurt. And yeah, and a sore throat, and everything's going to be. Yeah. Oh. I bet you it's the jaw that's the most grief, though. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can you can help a sore throat by putting bits of ice cream down there. There's nothing you can do about achy jaw. No, deep throating, all that medical equipment is not pleasant, <laughs> is it? Is that what that movie was about? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Lovelace was telling us all how to have a nodule operation. <laughs> Our polyps removed. Mm. Yeah. So so they go down and then and then they... Snip, snip. Snip it out. 
Mm. It sounds fun. And what will happen what will, as a consequence when you no longer be a croaky voice? My voice will change, but it won't be like this. Well, how will it change? Well, I think there'll still be some scarring and so on. So right. Probably the same thing that'll happen to Elton John. I'll lose my falsetto, but I'll have a more macho voice. Do you think anyone's going to want to listen to this once you've lost your falsetto? No. Well, I already have. <laughs> you have? It's gone. It's gone. Oh, it's true. When you try to do high ranges, you just make gaspy sounds. I do. It's, it's very sad. I, could, I did a good job before. So you're basically you're doing this for rum doings? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the commitment I have yes, to my Yes, that's heart. right. It's good. Which is a greater commitment than you have. Why? Oh, yeah, because all I do is Constantly edit. forget to upload them. That's right, forget. I have to remind you every few minutes. <laughs> that's right. I get so many complaints. The this only feedback we get is complaints to me about you and well, your tardiness. And what I want people to understand is what happens is Nick will send me his reminders on uh, Wednesday. Uh, sometimes as early as Tuesday when it goes up on Thursday or Friday. Mm. Um, sometimes as early as Tuesday he'll start reminding me to do it, which isn't very helpful. And then sometimes I'm just too busy on Thursday, so I do it on Friday. Busy. But <laughs> your, With your TV games. <laughs> so... Um, what I have to do with each episode is I have to convert it from the wav, I have to turn it into a wav, then I have to convert that, wav, I have to levelate that wav. Have to be to convert- fair, you're not doing mathematical transformations on every byte. The no, computer I am. Does, ham- the hand, computer hand, on a piece of paper, you got your levelating it, and then I have to convert that wav to an MP3. And now that's very complicated mathematics. That's you, true. You, you get out of your very, very big logbook uh-huh. and your sheets of paper and your uh-huh. quill pen. Uh-huh. Say, oh, now what do I need to do on this particular vi- this particular byte? That's right. And then the matrix what? transformation. Do I need to do? And that's when I convert it to an MP3, and then you I convert have to, it. Then I have to go through the MP3 and have to listen to the whole episode, write notes on what happens in it, remove anything libelous. Um, and I'm not talking like, of, like we remove anything libelous. Wait need... till I'm done. Yeah. Then I have to go and do all the metadata on it. Then I have to upload it by FTP to the server. Then I have to go into Jake's hideous software, and then just bury my way through the. I wouldn't believe how bad that is to go through all these pages and pages of rubbish to try to find the episode in a list of ran- where they it, like there's in a random order. Mm. I then have to edit the d- information about that into that there as well. I then have to go through that process. Then I have to go back to put it all into my blog. I have to up to do that. I have to set it all up there, and then I post it. And every week, Nick complains that I'm taking too long, and then he instantly goes silent at the moment I suggest. Well, maybe you could do one. Nothing. He never replies. Just because he's busy then. Because it's your cheeky. It's a cheeky. <laughs> it's a cheeky suggestion. <laughs> You're too busy to reply to that yes. the idea that you would actually do any of the work for it. So talking about libel, um, mm-hmm. mobile phone hackgate. Oh yes, opinions. Let's well, have, let's have some that aren't sterile and banal, please. Well, the first thing I thought is I am I'm I find it a little frustrating that people only start caring now with mm. as if it wasn't as if it's somehow worse than. Violating anyone else's privacy. Well, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't particularly care about privacy. I even heard someone on the radio today say that uh, the news. So that's not what worries me about mm, this. I don't care what worries you. I'm talking. Uh, the news reporter saying that saying uh, that now it's not just happening to celebrities and politicians. Mm. It's like as if they're not people. As if they don't count. They as don't. if they are worthless. They are worthless some because they're in the public eye. child. Mm. It's just bizarre that it's now it's now it matters that they're hacking in. It's like it's just as gross. It was still gross before, and it deserved. 
I the retribution before. I, I can't get particularly excited about this hacking. Do you know why? Well, I know that you have your peculiar anti-privacy theories. No, it's it's also I don't get even get excited about it from a naughty press point of view because the press has been naughty since the 17th century. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that excites me, and they'll continue to be naughty. And in fact, what worries me more is that an opportunist MP will take this opportunity, being an opportunist, to put through some hideous legislation to stop revelations of things like expenses gate and so on. So I know it's not such a, an expectation as it's happening, isn't it? Yeah. Cameron they the Labour yeah. called for it and Cameron has agreed yeah. so, to so do, to do a massive overhaul of the press yeah. entirely. So well, yes, it was unfortunate that that they were given false hope when they saw that messages mm. of hers were being deleted. But I honestly do think I believe and maybe I'm naive I believe I don't believe that the um private detective was thinking I'm going to delete this stuff and that's going to then give them false hope I think he was just being an idiot and said I'll delete some so, that so more messages yeah, can come exactly. through so I can get new stuff well of course he wasn't doing it yeah. with that intent exactly and so and for me intent is quite important and I think he was just a bit sleazy and he was used to listening into people's mm-hmm. messages and I can't get too excited about that in a world where Nestle are killing literally millions of babies every year I can't get that excited about somebody who's listening into some phone messages I can't sure. sorry it's a failure in me maybe I'm a psychopath <laughs> um, but what I can get excited about mm-hmm. is the corruption of the police mm-hmm. that's what's significant about this the fact that the police were not properly investigating this because they'd effectively been bribed by yes. these people and effectively the political class have been bribed by these people as well so the papers, the press can't even do their duty properly to keep these people um, in check because effectively they're in bed with them, sometimes literally. Or right. at least being taken on weekends of, of horse riding. As, Re- <laughs> as Rebecca Way did take Cameron yes. several times to either of their palatial places for lovely soirees and horse ridings. So... That's what worries me far more than the story itself. It's the incestuous corruption that it reveals, rather than mm. rather than the fact that somebody got a bit upset. It's interesting to see the MPs going after Wade Brooks, mm. whatever her name is. Well, one? they won't dare go after Murdoch. Murdoch. No, of course not. Well, Labour actually were doing a pretty good job because you know they're trying to make it into an argument about saying they're trying to. Spin well, that's this because Murdoch. Being to get well, that's because Murdoch went against them. Yes, exactly. If Murdoch had said vote for Gordon Brown at the last election mm-hmm. then well we'd see where we'd be right now mm. um, yeah so they're going you know trying to stop the BSB deal going ahead yes um, which makes sense yes uh, and I'd like it not to go ahead well but... of course not but it's going after but going after Brooks is is it Brooks or Wade I can't remember which one's the her- married name I think it's ridiculous when women take on their married name after they get married when they're in a professional position do you think I think that that, that that's stupid when you've been known by a particular name you have a particular to use a hideous phrase brand mm-hmm. and then to change it in a slightly ostentatious way to say oh I'm owned now I don't like that at all well it's interesting because now the whole taking the name thing I mean your wife to be is going to take your name isn't she she's she wants to yes which I think is silly and well, she's made... a professional woman who ha- who's published in nature for goodness sake which is more than you've been well, yeah, sure. I've been publishing a few other magazines, though. But not Nature. Not Nature. I haven't been publishing. Don't try and say you've been publishing a journal. 
you've been published about people going pew pew pew. I'm Jeeves in, in published I'm about in, things that will save people. I life. am in the cat magazine. You take that back. Sorry, I, 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 I do. <laughs> you have been in the cat, um, which is nearly as old as nature. That's true. <laughs> probably is probably around the same. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's Has your article in the cat been peer reviewed? <laughs> Dexter checked it over, yeah. um, and he's definitely my peer in those articles. Yes. She, Laura will presumably I haven't talked about this much but presumably she'll continue publishing under her I think you need to insist name. I mean she's going to obey she's going to obey you isn't she so you no, need to make she's her not obey. Going to obey me so you have to insist that she obey you on this she um John why did I say insist that she obey you and not insist that she obeys you many of our more illiterate listeners will think that it's she <laughs> insists that she obeys why is it insist that she obey instead because she's only doing one obeying because it's the subjunctive. <laughs> I don't know. I know it's right. I just don't know why it's right. Because it's the subjunctive again. Because I'm Imagine telling... Imagine if we were taught this in school. I'm telling you something. I'm not telling you something that has happened. I'm telling you something that I would like to happen mm-hmm. or should happen. Therefore, it's in that hypothetical track. Yeah. And therefore, well, the subjunctive always will take the infinitive, like to obey. Were you taught anything like this in South Africa? Not up to the subjunctive level, but we started learning about grammar to a level where we became conscious of it. Okay, and then what about in the States? And I was too young. What do you mean? Seven-year-old. Although we worked... Were you, in educa- were you taught in the States? Yes. You were there well, for yeah. a year, weren't you? So it never, but it never came up. No, we weren't taught the subjunctive at the age of seven. Oh, no, but I was taught, no, not subjunctive, or but grammar, grammar in general. Well, yes, there was a, but there was a kind of... But they, were, they were worried about spelling and that kind of thing. Right. So, for example, when I spelled colour with a U, mm-hmm. I was marked down. Oh. I've, I've told this before, so I won't bore people. You haven't it. told that before. I have. You and, have not. And I argued that I should get a mark for it because there was an English person in the class as well, mm-hmm. and she was also marked down. And I think our parents complained. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even talked to you about your American year no. in America. Which no. state were you in? Massachusetts, Boston. Oh, Boston. Okay. Very good school. Very good school. What was it called? It was called the Burbank School. It was in. Um, Belmont, Massachusetts. It's funny because Burbank is a horrible area in LA. No, but it's a nice area in Boston. Yeah. It was a lovely place, and Boston's a, a great city. A, a good, a, a good government school. Yeah. We visited it again recently. Oh, you did? When I revisited, I, I looked around it, and uh, it's changed a bit, but it's still a very pretty. When school. was that? When we visited America a couple of years ago, and we oh, okay. took a day, I didn't know this. We took a this is of, interesting for a listener. I'm just, I'm just interested to know. Now. We took a couple of days in Boston. Oh, okay. And I revisited this place oh, nice. I hadn't seen since I was seven. Mm-hmm. Very <clears throat> weird experience. I bet. You know, to to have your memories reified again mm-hmm. was was interesting, and quite angry that what had been our classroom mm. was now a. An administrative block. Oh, how awful! So I, I was disapproved of that. Did you actually? Did they let you in the building? They did. Oh, that was nice of them. As an alumni, alumnus, alumnus. I'm not plural. You are. Oh dear, John. So you've got the Latin plural singular. <laughs> I don't there, know. And you didn't understand the subjunctive. I think you need to cull yourself. What? To, and what age did you start school in the UK? Uh, Thirteen. Because oh, you went when you were in America for then you went back to SA. Yeah. So were you taught any grammar by the time you were in the UK? Um, in SA I was, but not here. Not in taught, exactly. I grew, I my, all my schooling was in the UK. I was also put in the lowest stream. That surprises English. me. 
Is that because of your... Uh, you well, both... A, they assumed I was foreign and therefore couldn't speak English, yeah. and B, I think it was related to French, and because everybody else had done French. You know how streams are arbitrarily linked to other streams? And <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. And so I was in the lower set French because I hadn't done French really before, mm-hmm. whereas everybody else had had... A few had been taught since primary school, yeah, French. So right. I was kind of in the lowest... So was it with people who genuinely couldn't speak English? It was a very frustrating class. and uh, I'm surprised you weren't quickly moved up. It was, I got myself hated by the teacher. As <laughs> you, you, shock, you shock me. Tell me about that. Mr. Champness, he really, really didn't like me. And I wrote quite a good essay. Mm-hmm. I think he made us write an essay about whether a book is better than the film, necessarily better than the film adaptation. Okay, good, good, and, good essay topic. And, and why? And I wrote a very good essay on it. And he wrote on it, trying to be clever and failing miserably, which is a nice thing to write on a thing. <laughs> it gave me sort of like 10 out of 100 or something. Trying to be clever. I love it when people say that. I tend to find it stupid people who use the phrase trying to well, be clever. Well, he was stupid. Yeah. And at that stage, he became my enemy. And mm-hmm. I was kicked out of the class most of the time when I would respond to him and things like that. Oh, really? We had to read this ghastly book called Moonfleet. Oh, yes. I've never heard of Moonfleet. Well, it was a deeply... You, you may... I think it's been turned into a film adaption. If anybody has heard of it, you're welcome not to email us at <laughs> podcast at rumdoings.com. Um, and it had this hideous kind of Jew diamond dealer kind of... Wanting, oh, superb. Wanting to either swizzle or kill the, protag- the lovely Christian protagonist. I can't remember. <laughs> and I remember suggesting that this protagonist was an odd... Inclusion mm-hmm. in, in in a in a book of this nature, and again he got cross about that. So <laughs> we, then we did then we did Animal Farm. Oh yes, which I found disappointing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever found Animal Farm disappointing? I've not read Animal Farm, I'm afraid. The problem I found with it was, and I remember even describing it as this at the time. It's as if Orwell had taken a digested. Um, history of the Soviet Union up to and including, well, from the beginning of communism up to and including uh, Stalinism, and had just mm-hmm. done a search and replace. Right. So, you know, the, the animal's name was searched and replaced. Uh, you know, he, so he took the name of Lenin and he searched and replaced the name for a name of an animal. Mm-hmm. The name of Marx was searched and replaced for old, right. old yes. faithful or old thumper or whatever he's called, I can't remember anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, he hasn't done anything more interesting than that here. Right, okay. Um, you know, the farmyard was merely a, a search and replace in a word processor for the direct correlated history. And this annoyed me. I didn't find that imaginative. What do you think? Now, I knew it was banned at the time, and it was perhaps a daring thing to do. Right. Even so. What do you think of 1984, then? I enjoyed 1984 That's very much, which we did yes. a year later. Which is a very good Oh, you did that at school as well? Mm. That's interesting. You got to do two Orwells. Mm. We got to do neither. Never did any Orwell. We did The Red Pony, that was our style. To be bet. fair, the school generally chose quite interesting books. That's not bad. I mean, mm. I'd love to have done something on like 1984 at school. I wish I'd read it before I was, mm. when I was a teenager. We also did Brave New different. World at the same time. That's interesting. It was interesting doing two dystopic novels. Mm. I think Brave New World might be a more interesting book. Mm. But 1984 was a... Le- it turned less preachy, 1984. Brave New right, World did okay. turn a bit preachy. So... We did the Red Pony of all the Steinbecks to do that. Oh my god, um, that was fun. We did, we did um, 
What was Miller's play with the witches? The Crucible. The Crucible. Couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Don't we, know how we, we managed we to do We did the Crucible that. as well, I'm but we also fairly, did. Death, I'm fairly certain I never. We also read did a page Death of it. Death of a Salesman. No, school. we didn't do that. And what, uh, one thing that struck me about Death of, death of a Salesman was where Willie Loman, who is this shallow salesman who basically has no life except the selling, and when yeah. he loses that, he loses everything. You know the usual. And he said, "I said, what's your problem?" He says. He said, even after all these years, I still feel kind of temporary about myself. And I thought, was, I thought at the time that was an interesting phrase. Mm. I quite like that, that you, you feel kind of temporary about yourself. It summarises a lot of the modern consumerist condition, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I think that's interesting. One problem I have at the moment is I keep thinking what I'll do next time. Mm. I, have, I don't know whether this is, the con- whether this is a consequence of, of playing too many video games where I it can is. save and then I've reload. told you what these video games are like. It's all it is. Or maybe or, you're a Buddhist. Or so, exactly all that. But I cannot help but think, next time I do my 20s, I'll do this. And then I have to catch myself and go, no, th- th- this is the only go I get. And it's, I've realised I'm quite... My brain just seems to assume there'll be another turn soon enough, which is a little disturbing. It is very easy. A to little. Do. I said a little. That's not okay. Well, that's not a horrible supermarket, yes. I'm trying to work out what other books we did at school. We did um, one I really enjoyed. What did you think of the Crucible? The Crucible had a similar problem. I, couldn't, I didn't read a single page. The Crucible, of the Crucible. had, a, I felt it had a similar problem to, um, to, to Animal Farm, that it was just a search and replace for McCarthyism. Right, yeah, well, of course, yeah. So, you know, we'll search and replace the McCarthy things for. Mm. I, I, I find. Simplistic parables annoy me. Fair enough. So we did Pygmalion, and I really loved that. We did Pygmalion when I was we, much younger, when I was 10 or something. Oh, we d- I did that when I was, so it was GCSE, so I was yeah. 15. Yeah. We went to see a, a live production of it. Um, not my event. So did we in South Africa. And, oh, yes. And tell me what happened. There was uh, a scene in which Eliza Doolittle has a bath. Uh-huh. And she, I think you mentioned this before. I have mentioned this before, and we got to see her fluff box. Mm. We got to see her front bottom, and it was very exciting. Well, we got to see when we saw it in South Africa. The class was very rowdy and was making a noise. And oh yes, really yeah, I think you've said this. Before yeah, and as I well. got and I got very angry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you must respect the theatre, Larry. <laughs> um, so yes, and but I really enjoyed that. I, I thought that was, was a really a, interesting book. I was it, on, I and mean, it was much better than, of course, how My Fair Lady ended. In that it ended very ambiguously. And mm. that, of course, she didn't get together with Henry Higgins in yes. the end. And she did get. It wouldn't. To, it doesn't make sense did, for her to get together with Henry. Higgins. And then she just had this sort of middle class lifestyle, and she was disappointed with her life. Mm. And that was it. And, and I quite like that. I think it's great. I think it was a really interesting book. Mm. Oh, do you know the, we did the worst book ever of all time? Oh, of course, we also did Great Expectations. No, we did. Do, we never did. Which any again, never Great Expectations no, is interesting because it, again, things. it had a its original ending was similar to that. And that this chap who had been elevated... It's funny, the, the, the similarities. Right. He had been elevated into the middle upper classes through somebody who had effectively sponsored him out of his ruffian way. So it was very Pygmalion-like. And then, originally, the woman who wanted him still, still scorned him. And he mm-hmm. just ended disappointed because he couldn't enjoy his life in the way that he had enjoyed it in this kind of simplistic, bumpkinish way because he knew... He knew what was available to him, and yet he was also estranged from all the people he knew before. So that's, but of course, people complained to Dickens, so he just tacked on a happy ending Did instead uh, in in the book version. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah, similar. So what, what I can't, I've blanked on the name of the book, but the one about all the boys who get stuck on the island. Yes, the Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Oh, I hated that book. I hated it as well. Stupid, awful, the moralising, lazy, awful. And the ending is just abysmal. Oh, oh I'm bored of writing this book now. So, uh, so, uh, say turns up and they all go back to normal. Bored with. Sorry. Bored with. Bored with this. He's like, he, he went, oh, I can't be bothered carrying on. Mm. 
And uh, he wanted to show you how. Well, you should improve. You should uh, approve, because he wanted to show you how, without Jesus, we're all just animals. That's right. And we have this, no innate morality. But in this book, Jesus is essentially just any adult who shows up. That's yes. the crazy thing. And Jesus makes everyone revert to not the norm and just go back. Mm. To, it's just it just didn't make have any coherent sense. It was so everything goes back to all the end. Stupid, awful book. I found it. I found it annoying at the time as well. What Shakespeare did you do? Pretty much all of them. Really? Well, no, by the time, when? no, but by we the did like no three books a year. No, by the time. But to be fair, that's cheating. By the time I finished school, mm. because as part of the as part of the Oxford entrance exam, okay, you pretty much had to memorize right. most of Shakespeare's plays. <laughs> So, by that stage, I hated Shakespeare. Yes, I know. As I, as I should have. I loved The Merchant of Venice. I remember we did that. And, we did that. And everybody running around the playground shouting anti-Semitic abuse from Shakespeare's lovely play. I remember oh, that. that's good. But again... A lot of fun. Again, one wasn't allowed to suggest that there were any problems with it. Really? Yes. What kind of school did you go to in the <laughs> UK? Deeply problematic. Yes, you did. Wow. There was there was so much racism and, and really? abuse. So I remember I have wow. mentioned this before, but I, I will say it again because it is interesting. When we came mm-hmm. uh, to this country, and my my brother, who was very young at the time, and was shocked by all the racist abuse on the on the playground of all different things, you know, right. packies and chinks and all that, mm-hmm. and he'd never heard this in South Africa because people are a lot more sensitive to this mm-hmm. in liberal society, so you wouldn't do it. But here it was just, you know, packy this and chink that and yid that. And he'd never heard that before. Yeah. And so she, she said, look, my child is, my mother said to the headmaster, mm. my child's very traumatized by this because he hasn't experienced this before. And is this the norm? He says, oh, it's just because you're oversensitized because you come from a society where this thing matters. Here, we, we don't mind. <laughs> Good times. I think things have resensitized <laughs> since then, but it was in that weird interregnum period where people thought that all racism was solved, and therefore one shouldn't be worried about it. It's that's so strange because mm. I was in school around the same time, mm. just two years below you. But well, no, but with my brothers, you would have been a same, year or yeah. two above, yeah. So, but I was in Guildford, where admittedly there weren't there weren't an enormous mix of races available. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but there was no. This just didn't happen on the playground. No. I mean, we're ig- we were ignorant of, of, of other races because we were in Guildford, so like 99% of the school was white. And interbred. No. No? It's not, it's not, not like Norfolk? No, Guildford's nothing like that, because it's a satellite London town, so it doesn't have any of the interbreeding. Right. But you just um, you just bar people of different hues. Exactly, it's not yeah. really welcome through the uh, the gates. No. No, there was, there was, it was it was literally there was one black kid in our year. I remember. What did you do to him? Uh, nothing. It was just. It was just. I think, I'm trying to remember his name now. I can't remember it. But yeah, it was just him. There was no. There was no. It was weird. There was no need to be racist. It was. It didn't turn. The up idea as a wasn't taught to us, no. and especially anti-Jewish racism. Never even encountered it as a child. Didn't know it existed. It was odd to experience it. Yeah, I bet. It was also odd to experience the. Um, the stingy thing, because I mm-hmm. generally it was just so such a strange meme. I thought, well, and and also the Scots, but uh, there was a slightly. I was trying to figure out at the time. Well, is the stinginess of the Scots different to the stinginess <laughs> of the Jews, and is that also different to the stinginess of the Yorkshire people? Right. It just seemed that anybody who wasn't you was deemed to be quite I think, stingy. I think I probably encountered stinginess as mm. a as a an, an label for Jews. 
maybe. But then again, Scottish and Irish were stupid and, and all this sort of stuff. Well, you must have encountered Irish as stupid. Yes, very much so. Like my, I remember I had joke books, these big, tall, long, thin joke books that I absolutely mm. devoured when I was a small child. Like a thousand and one Tell joke us one books. It's called A Thousand and One Jokes for Kids. I couldn't remember a single one. You read A Thousand and One and you can't remember I one. I can't remember any of them. But it had a whole section of English and Irish and Scotsman jokes. Mm. Um, it was no, that was not a problem, not an issue, that the Irish person would always just be, by default, be stupid. And to think that you deplored my saying that Rupert Murdoch is an evil paedophile, and yet now it's proven that he is. <laughs> Didn't they? What? How? When? Quite recently. Yes, what was, what was proven? Well, there you go. I mean, exactly. Nobody would now dispute that, would they? They would all say that I... I uh, they'd all say that I am probably understating it, in fact. What are you talking about? I'm so confused. And yet before you got upset when I said that, now everybody would join in the chanting, wouldn't they? And how does this relate to Irish being stupid? It doesn't. I just suddenly remembered. <laughs> you suddenly remembered. <laughs> you wanted to I got bored of the stupid Irish. Libel. <laughs> the richest man in the universe. He is the richest man in the universe. Okay, but sorry, I interrupted your trying to remember a joke. No, I'm not remembering a joke. Come on, one. There must be oh, one joke think, from that Oh, book. yes, I can remember it. There's like a whole section on ghosts. What do ghosts eat for dinner? Booberries. No, it's spooketti. Spooketti. Let's try and find another What do ghosts have for breakfast? Booberries. Dreaded wheat. That's a very bad one. I know this is the level of jokes that are in a thousand and one jokes for kids. Mm. But I I didn't like the question answer ones. I prefer the kind of story jokes. What do ghosts make their pullover out of? (laughs) I don't know. I just made this one up. Is it... Yes, I got there all on my own. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Let's make up another. Let's see, let's make up another. No, what do let's jokes. not. Let's awful. make up another. What do what what do what do ghosts joke? What? Come on, we have to try and mint okay, one. Okay, I, I tell you what. I'll we ask, need to mint one friend. I'll tell you. I'll ask the question, but I won't have worked out the answer. Okay, go on. That's a good what one. What public transport do ghosts use? I can't think of one either. What public transport do ghosts use? Yeah. They use the... <laughs> People listening are shouting out obvious answers there. Yeah. I can't think of anything. They use the... Well, this is quite bad. Uh, as good as I can. They, can, they use the... Way away. Oh, no, I like it. Yeah. You got it. You're there. Yeah. Okay. Um, perfect. Why did the ghosts visit the doctor? I don't know the answer. <laughs> Um, because he had a whalement. Oh, he was suffering from low spirits. <laughs> why did the short? Why did the, the short go? It's getting too good now. What, okay, another one. Another one. Ask the question <laughs> quickly. Just ask the question. Um, what's a ghost's favourite film? Ghost. <laughs> That's so <laughs> old. That's the answer. That is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> now let's have a horrible answer for the text. Thought it was a proper one for that mm. one. Um, I'm going to look at my DVD collection and just pick something else. It's not plan here. Actually, no, yeah, pick, pick, no, pick one by random and then we have to work something into it. Okay, I pick uh, The 40 Year Old Virgin. <laughs> um, the Haunty Year Old. <laughs> That's the worst one imaginable. <laughs> what about Ghostbusters? Can you work anything out for that? <laughs> no. I can't really see any. Um... <laughs> okay, last one. Are you ready? Yep. Ghost. 
Oh, no, that's too easy. I was going to talk ghost works into the pub, but then you've got all the spirits and all that kind of yeah. thing, so I can't allow it. Um, what did the ghost say when he won the prize? <laughs> when he won the prize? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've really backed us into a corner. <laughs> yeah, we can find an answer to this one. The prize. Yeah. Uh, um... You know what's weird? You feel the same thing where you feel that there must be an answer to it and you're waiting for the answer to come out and you kind of forget that there isn't one. <laughs> the, the, Let's leave that. Tr- the I don't know. Um, he said... No, I can't. No, um, there is no answer. Well, let's see if one happens later on. But okay. There we are. I think we, we, we did surprisingly well with the other ones. Are you showing me those kittens again? It's <laughs> just like if you know, and then I just show the sad kittens. The sad kittens. I love the fact that this was like someone at Royal Cannon went, "Okay, we're going to do another one of our our, ch- our cheapo giveaways with mm. cat food." What about oh, cat a tray? We haven't done a tray. Um, we need a photo for that. Um, what do we have? What do we have? I've got this one of three really upset, sad-looking kittens. You've actually been quite badly photoshopped together. <laughs> it's no, I think that's for real. I think mean, it's bad photoshop. I think they. I don't, I don't all, think you could find... All just looking really morose and sad. That's yeah. what we want. That's perfect. Get yes. the saddest kittens available. Yes. I don't understand why they've done that. Because you'd want happy kittens, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> if, I was selling, if I was selling my particular um, pet food, I wouldn't want people to think that my cat would become depressed on it. That's obviously what they I, want you to think. I guess that's just who I am. <laughs> just that kind of guy. Yes. <laughs> This has been a rubbish episode. I hope it has been because we've we've had too many too high, we've had too many high nutrient episodes recently. Do you think so? No, yeah, we've had Coxcomb, we had Cory Doctor, which everybody loved so much, and, and Alice Taylor. Don't forget, how huh? dare you forget Alice Taylor and her lovely well, hair? Well, it was pity because I wanted Alice to talk more, but I needed to go to the loo. <laughs> you got to confess to that, aren't you? Yeah. The reason the episode ever ended so abruptly was because it was Nick, true. I mean, I wasn't just was one of these. Point. It wasn't just one of these. You know, I can wait. It was just one yeah. of these. If I. If I don't go to the loo now, Alice and Corrie's chair is going to be a puddleful experience. I don't understand why you couldn't have just excused yourself and we could have carried on for a bit without you. I don't think that would have been polite. No? No. It would have been weird, don't you think? You could have gone, I've got to do we! I go and then walk down the room. Well, that's why I say old Judy, because Judy. Can Judy communicate when she's filled her nappy yet? Um, She communicates via the power of smell. By the odour. Odour. She communicates these odours. <laughs> Rather than using sound, we thought it would be better to, to use smell. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And so, yes. But, no, we said, yeah, Judy, have you done pudding? And she <laughs> pudding. Just... That is going to mess that little girl's head up. She's going to go around to someone's house for tea. I said little again. Mm. Going to go around to someone's house for tea and then say, would you like pudding? <laughs> yes, <she would. laughs> well, this morning she did say nap. She said, nappy. Nappy. Really? So yeah, maybe... Okay. Maybe she did want a nappy done. Oh, interesting. I just ignored it. Yeah. Sit in your own filth, girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> She's learned, learned a, very, a very important word. Mm-hmm. Digger. Oh, yes. You know, something that digs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was more important than yes. No. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yes. She's got she's prioritised. Talking about Digger, what do you think about the rewriting of Downbusters? 
Oh, this is Mr. Stephen Fry's rewriting it, isn't it? Yes, and of course... You, Removing they, they, the N-word. the dog going to be called Digger now? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yes. And maybe that's why she's learned. Maybe she, maybe she's not saying Digger. Maybe she just hasn't yeah. learned N sounds yet. Well, what would, what would you have done? What, <laughs> your horrible what, would, what would you have done in his place? I wouldn't have rewritten it. I would have just said, why do you need to rewrite it? Dan Busters is a really good film. It's but also, but also in real life, that was the name of the dog. Yes. And that was also the name, that was their code word. That's what I was thinking when I was listening to something about this. My it's, thought, it's a horrible sort of revisionism, isn't it? My thought was, yes, if you are going to remake this story, then keep the name. Because, do it properly or don't do it at all. Because that was the name of the operation and it was the name of the dog. And no, it's not acceptable anymore. And nor should it be. But that's the point. But when you remake, when you remake a film about the Holocaust, you can say, "Well, we'll get rid of the unpleasant killing." All those, not, those not Nazi a, characters. Genocide's nice. no longer acceptable, so we we won't show it. I mean, how much revisionism do you do? Exactly, I agree. So the fact that the dog was called this, the operation was called this, is historical fact. So so say that, and then if the, if people have a problem with that, then they can have a problem with what happened in the nineteen late uh, early nineteen yeah. forties. And it's but quite useful. Have a problem with say, Stephen Fry or the filmmakers for saying. Yeah, and you'll say, and you'll say, and and next time you think, oh, wasn't the olden days all lovely and weren't people polite? Maybe yes. you'll think about this problem that yes. you've had and realise that it wasn't all roses. It seems very silly to me to to revise that. Indeed. Mm. Um, especially well, it's, the, commercial. it's not exactly the word's not in common use, is it? It's the it's commercial, isn't it? I mean, they just sure. won't, they just won't get a release in America. Do you think? Mm, well, no, it's, effectively what, no, no. it's effectively what Fry was no, saying. No, I disagree. Nine hundred and ninety-seven percent of all American films feature the word, or any gangster-based film. Only, feature yeah, it. but only if it's said by a black person. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying that's my point. Is it's no, commonly in no? But if it's said by a white person, it's a very different context. Of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, it wouldn't. It, I don't think the film classification. And I, and I don't even think. Way. And I'm not one of these people saying, "Oh, it's the same word." No, it isn't the same word. You know, if I if I go on and talk about it's, it's very different than if you do, for example. Of course, it is. Or if yes. Coxall talks about puffs, it's very different than if. Well, if we were to label the, him. That yeah, exactly. Yes. So you know, semantics are very contextual. Agree, absolutely agree. So, but I don't think the film certification people will see it that way. I don't they, think that it's not just the certification, it's just they it's the worst thing you can do is have a person who isn't black say that word. There is no worse vocal crime you can commit. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you serious about that? Yeah it it and I've spoken to other people about it, it's worse than what you would tweely call the C word. Mm-hmm. Far worse. It's if somebody said the C word on broadcast People would be angry if somebody said the N word. There would be death threats. Well, is that do you, the, the 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 issue? Is of course, de- you know, hundreds of years of subjugation and slavery, yeah. and and there are good reasons why yeah. this word should not be used. Mm. But is that a reason not to use it in me in in drama? No, it isn't. But no. tough. We 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 are people are too stupid. Right. I we just have to give in to the mob sometimes. Mob rule and the mob the mob has spoken. <laughs> You, okay, you reckon? Mm-hmm. The mob has spoken. It's this, for a similar reason why you wouldn't go into the street now and say Muhammad is a C-word and right. shout it out loudly in Tower Hamlets, would you? Well, I wouldn't do that because that would be rude. But even if you felt it were true, you wouldn't do it, not just because it's rude. I would be relatively happy in the sense that I would feel safe about shouting that out about Jesus mm-hmm. okay. uh, but I wouldn't shout that out about Muhammad not because I don't believe that I think he actually was um, you know looking at his fiddling ways but and, I, and that's actually true you know go and read the surahs if you don't and look up Aisha if you don't believe me or come and sue me Muhammad if you don't believe me um, <laughs> you will you'll be getting a letter yeah. from his lawyer yeah but but I wouldn't ever say that because I wouldn't want to be killed mm-hmm. okay similar reason on a tube I'd be happy to read 
Why I'm Not a Christian by Bertrand Russell. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to read Why I'm Not a Muslim by a Muslim apostate called uh, Ibn Warak, who, that's not even his real name, because I was worried I'd be killed. Killed or just... I, actually, actually, actually I think well, uh, anger to the point of possible killing. Yes, I genuinely, genuinely would think there would be a not even significant look. It's not likely, but it's not insignificantly possible. That what I if you were in America? Would you feel the same about making about the de- de- negative comments about Jesus? I would feel less happy about doing so. Yes, I would have thought so. Not to the same degree, but yes, I would worry, and it also would depend where I was in New York. Possibly less, so I feel I could just run for it and they would be shouting. Whereas in the Bible Belt... No, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. I just, I guess my main reason for not wanting to say such things would be I don't want to offend other people. Why don't you want to offend people? But with no purpose. I don't mind offending people if I have a purpose or a, a reason. But Well, most people have a reason for offending people. because they... They want to see the effect, or they enjoy the frisson. That's okay, a reason. Okay, so I That's guess a there's a reason, and maybe a reason that I would call a good reason. So you do you are, so you are only prepared to offend people if you do it for a reason that makes you happy. Yes, that's right. Well, that's generally why people <laughs> offend people. Yeah. Well, I have no issue. I think people be, people should be offended. I enjoy offending people. Um, well, the the laws in this country are can dangerously close to making offence illegal. Oh, no. In fact, no, they're not close. Offense. Offending somebody is ju- actually illegal if they're prepared to press it now. Right. Which is worrying, but it genuinely is. I think offending... I like, I like As a Christian, I like offending Christians. I think that's an, a role I have that's important. Well, sometimes you told me that you can offend Christians merely by quoting the Bible. <laughs> yes, absolutely, you can. Things are, Like just quoting the thing about the needles and saying, well, actually, that does mean you're in trouble. Or, offend people. Yeah, of, of course it offends people. And, and, and that's why it's such an exciting thing. I love that it's offense. Well, one man's offense is another man's orange peel, of course. Indeed, and look at how delightfully Jesus went around offending people with the same mm. uh, approach, which is great. What I'm, what I'm saying is I'm very much like Jesus. Well, that's not for you to say. It's for others to say. Don't know. You see, you can't just take that awful joke. I can. You can't. Why can't I? Because it's against the law taking jokes, comedians all suing each other now. Well, they do. They, they are very. Public. It's. A, I don't think there's anything more tetchy than a comedian who believes his joke has been stolen. And as we proved today, jokes are diamond. That's right. It's, it's the context and the delivery and the persona. That's Absolutely. And so this whole idea of you know nicking a mm. joke. I think it's horrible when you find that Jim Davidson's doing someone else's material. You, I think a lot less of Jim Davidson. But, but I, um, yeah, but that's that's although that's, that's the appropriate. That's exactly it. yes. Mm. And then that's where kind of where it ends. Mm. There's the argument that it's there. It's your trade. It's your wares. Mm. But then if that's your attitude, don't go and say them in public because other people will repeat them. No, don't go and tell people your jokes if you don't want other people to hear them. Mm. I think it's quite important. Yes, no, you're right. Mm. Should we stop? Yes, what did the um, what did the ghost say when he won the prize? Uh, um, that... I, he said, thank boo! <laughs> that's, that's, that's as good that's as I can do. Is that, is that what you reckon? <laughs> he does. He said, thank boo! <laughs> <laughs> So you try. What did the ghost say when he won the prize? <laughs> I'm just racking my brains and I cannot think of anything. Say it. The thank boo. No, I'm not saying thank boo. I won't ever say that. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's behind you. That's enough now. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.